Thank you for listening to the Gateway to the Rockies podcast from Visit Aurora from the rafters of the Stanley Marketplace. This is the show dedicated to telling the stories of Aurora, Colorado. Hi there, I'm Dave, the Senior Marketing Manager for Visit Aurora. I have to be honest and give full disclosure. There are businesses that I'm curious about in Aurora, but this is one of the establishments that I have an intimate knowledge of. Four years ago, some friends came to me and said, there's a new barbecue spot at Stanley Marketplace that you absolutely have to try. And barbecue is one of those genres that once you find a restaurant that does it right, it becomes your go-to. With that, I have to say Terry Walsh, owner of Rolling Smoke Barbecue, it's a pleasure to meet you. Hey, nice to meet you too, Dave. I'm a big fan. Thank you. Uh, I Like I said, I was introduced to Rolling Smoke several years ago, and it's been my go-to. I live in uh, the northeast part of the city, and I absolutely love it. Your product is incredible. Congratulations, first and foremost, on five years at Stanley Marketplace. Thank you. It's been quite the journey. Uh, you started in your backyard in Oklahoma. What sparked your interest in barbecue initially, and how did it go from a hobby into a business? Well, being from Oklahoma, barbecue was everywhere. Right. Um, and I spent a lot of time in Texas and Kansas City growing up. That was kind of the big cities that we would go visit. We were Dallas and Kansas City. They're about the same distance away. And then it was, you know, it was a hobby for me. I was in banking in the corporate world and got laid off a couple times and decided I didn't want to go through that again. So you took a leap of faith, though. I mean, turning your hobby into a business, was that an easy transition or were, did you feel like you were putting yourself out there? A little uh, bit? Definitely thought I was putting myself. There was a lot of days I questioned myself and what am I doing? Is this worth it? <laughs> like, what was it about Colorado that that drew you here? Uh, the weather, yeah. the mountains, the music, the people, yeah. well, you know, big melting pot, lots of people from different places here. And, you know, it was a lot of common ground with, you know, people that had left home and moved to a new city and uh, just kind of fit in, fit in with what I wanted to do. Were you surprised at all by the initial popularity of your food truck? You started off as a food truck. What, was that a little bit surprising, the, the lines that you were drawing when you, were, when you first launched that? Yes, it was very, very surprising. Um, it, it was kind of a cool feeling to, to be like, you know, we've, I've had friends say, oh, your barbecue is great when I would make it in my backyard on a Saturday, right? right, before in my previous life. And then to take it out to the public and see the response that we got, it was, it was overwhelming. When you transition from the the food truck to a brick and mortar location, what were some of the advantages that that brought to you? Ah, uh, we never had to wait in line to do dishes again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we had our own dish pit, so yeah. that was one of the big things about you know being a food truck. The commissary was twenty minutes from my house, so yeah. anytime I wanted to do anything work related, I had to drive twenty minutes away, and mm -hmm. you know it was uh, kind of a pain. The, the Stanley Marketplace here, it's it's super unique, it's raw, it's industrial, it's got real charm, this isn't a cookie cutter mall. Um, how does the kind of aesthetic of the Stanley Marketplace and the tenants and, and the clientele, how does that kind of uh, complement your business? Uh, the You know, the decor here at Stanley, definitely the industrial, um, It's it kind of fits barbecue, you know, more of a blue collar, kind of mm -hmm. uh, getting dirty, Getting, you know, you go by the smokers and you're covered. It yeah. doesn't matter. I always have to be careful if I have something to go to afterwards. Right. Don't get too uh, too close to the smokers. But you know, the the folks here at Stanley support us really well. Um, it's great being a part of the 
business owners, mm-hmm. um, having all that support and people that are going through the same trials and tribulations that you are. You don't have to go far to find somebody that can counsel you, mentor you. They call it you, the Stanley family. That's right. Which, um, you know, it's it's easy to call, you know, people that you collaborate with family, but there really is a, a caring dynamic here amongst the tenants, I imagine. Yes, there is. And that, you know, during going through COVID, uh, I don't know if we would have made it without the support that we had from from all the other business owners here. Along with the Stanley location, you also have a location in Centennial. Uh, and congratulations on new location in Golden as well, right? Yeah, that's uh, we just had our one-year anniversary out in Golden, and we're coming up on five years. We're about four and a half years into Centennial, so we opened Stanley and Centennial pretty How close. How surreal is that? You go from your backyard to multiple locations in oh. one of the most bustling markets in the country. It was crazy. I mean, in that six months between the two openings, I also had a daughter born. Wow. So it was open Stanley, birth of my daughter, open Centennial. Have you gotten so, any sleep in the last five years, Terry? Not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you maintain the standards across the different locations when you're now spread to three or four locations? How do you, how do you maintain that quality that you initially brought into the table? Uh, I believe the the biggest thing is just keeping our the retention of our employees. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had people that you know I've got employees that have been working for me since we were still a food truck. So they've been with me since the beginning and all the techniques and things that we've learned along the way, they already know. And they teach someone else, you know, the, the new people coming in, which, you know, that we've hired some really great people over the years. And, uh, and, you know, it's a testament to them of being able to take it serious and realize how, how hard it is to, to keep producing good barbecue. Speaking of, I mean, you're an expert in Southern barbecue. You also hear a lot about Memphis and Carolina style and Kansas City. What's the barbecue scene like in Colorado? It seems like it's burgeoning a little bit. Yeah, it's uh, definitely picked up since we started um, eight years ago is when we first started with the food truck. So in that time, we've definitely seen a few few places open that have are putting out some really good stuff. Well, in, but in terms of like uh, carrying on the culture, of barbecue i mean you're kind of a, a pioneer in that or you're, you're a leader in that maybe <laughs> <laughs> he's humble I mean, yeah um you know we're one of the only places in denver that does smoke with all hardwood okay uh, a lot of other places are using gas assist smokers and i just don't think you get the same flavor out of those smokers that you get with cooking with, with all wood uh, i love that your your menu pays homage to some of those other styles uh, your st louis cut ribs are prepared um, with a memphis dry rub uh, your burnt ends are described as kansas city style you have an appreciation for barbecue overall it seems well, yeah and that's the one thing about being in colorado is obviously lots of transplants so you're right. trying to you're trying to cater to a wider audience um, and i think we can do that with some of our sauces and things like that. It's like, you know, oh, you're from Carolina. Here's a vinegar sauce to mm-hmm. put on your pork. And uh, South Carolina, oh, here's a mustard sauce for you. So um, I kind of took the things that we like the best about the different regions. Um, obviously, burn-ins are, they are truly little nuggets of barbecue oh, gold. so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then, you know, I feel like sometimes putting sauce on ribs before they're done is you're not putting the right rub on there, right? oh, you know? So it's kind of like putting sauce on a steak before you, you right. know. I want to get into that in, in just a little bit, but um, t- 
talking about your menu, there's also a Colorado flair. Uh, your sausage is Colorado made. Uh, and, and you might be the only barbecue restaurant in the country that has pork green chili as a side offering. Well, yeah. Um, when in Rome, right? <laughs> uh, we we had some people that work for us that um, are really big into making chili. Yeah. And we were looking for something to do with the leftover pork that we didn't, you know, one day when we had some leftover. I'm like, what can we do with this? I was like, I make some really good green chili. And I was like, let's do it. And we put it on the menu and people love it. Yeah. And, and you know, from the native tribes history of smoking meats and even, you know, George Washington mentioned barbecue in Alexandria uh, during colonial times. Barbecue feels like the most quintessential American style of food, right? Yeah, um, it's definitely it brings people together. I mean, back when I was doing this as a hobby, that's what was always fun. It'd be like, hey, I'm going to smoke some meat on Saturday. If, we'd get 20 people over, set some TVs up in the backyard, watch college football. And it was, you know, uh, more or less a community gathering. Yeah. And everybody's waiting for the food to be done because mm -hmm. uh, it does take time. And it takes a lot of time and it's a, and a lot of care. And you touched on this a, a little bit moments ago, but what is it about using uh, wood and smoke that makes your process so superior? Oh, man, I believe uh, a lot of it has to do with the smoker as well. We use the langs um, and the wood that you use and the rubs and, and all of it combines together. Um, just kind of years of a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and make sure you take notes. <laughs> so what, what is it about wood specifically that, that is the preferred method, at least from your point uh, of view? It's the most traditional method. Okay. Um, you know, they've got these indoor smokers now that you can use that do a pretty good job, but I don't think you can truly replace the all hardwood traditional smoked barbecue. Yeah, How it was done years and years ago. Is there a like, specific type of wood that yields the best result? Uh, there's a lot of debate around that. I mean, if you go to Texas, they're going to tell you it's a mesquite. Okay. Um, there's a lot of people that also say oak is the best. Post oak is the best. And, you know, we found that a mixture of hickory and pecan uh, brings out the best flavors for us. A little bit of that nutty flavor from the pecan. Does that also lend to the, the density of the smoke that's produced and kind of the flavors that lie within? Absolutely. Uh, the mesquite, you know, it's going to be very heavy, kind of a bitter smoke okay. as opposed to, you know, an a fruit wood, say an apple that's a little bit going to give it a little bit of a sweeter flavor. From your expertise standing, what's the most challenging cut of meat for a pit master to conquer and kind of what's your strategy for that? that uh, the brisket. And yeah. it's definitely – it's the most expensive mistake if you mess it up right because um, a brisket these days cost about 80 to 85 dollars <laughs> so yeah. for per brisket so uh for us to to mess one of those up is not good you know it's funny you mentioned that uh super bowl party i decided i was going to try a brisket and, and i've had success by being patient and taking my time and i went with haste and I cooked it too fast and I cooked it too hot and it was tough and it was awful and it was a lesson in the patience that is required to make good barbecue. Yeah, you can't rush it no. for sure. Your meats are, are so flavorful and you talked about the sauces a little bit, but the, the sauces are almost optional with, with how good the meat is. Um, what What is a key to a great sauce in your opinion? Uh, just to complement the meat. Yeah. Um, I know different regions are going to have their their preference on sauce you know i prefer more of that kansas city kind of sweeter with a little bit of heat in it is, uh, is a vinegar based sauce more your style or would you say the the ketchup or the 
the, the yeah. mustard-based sauce? The ketchup-based, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm not real big on the mustard, maybe yeah. on some pork, but for the most part, I'd stick to the kind of the Kansas City sweet, sweet heat. But, but that's the good thing about our meat is you really don't need right i mean i find myself uh, and you you know provide those awesome containers to to get as much sauce as you want and 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 a lot of places you go to you need the sauce to cover up the meat to give it flavor but your sauces really complement your meat and i think that's a compliment to you yeah thank you yeah that's uh that's one of our goals when we when we're cooking is to make sure that we try to be able to serve the food without having having any sauce and you don't even need it it's got to stand on its own that's right and then you know if people like sauce they got that that as well yeah. uh, one of the things that i love about rolling smoke in the in the five years that you've been in the community is is you're really active um you know from supporting neighborhood fundraisers uh, uh juneteenth you donated profits to the black child development institute uh so many other campaigns that you've been involved in why is it important for you and your team to be engaged and involved in our community here well, the, the people in this community are the ones that make us. And so it's important for us to give back and be present. You know, we sponsor some, some youth baseball teams, uh, nice. things like that. You know, um, we had to do 100 hours of volunteer work at my high school to graduate. Oh, cool. And so it kind of instilled in me, uh, you know, a great feeling of giving back to the people around you and, and getting involved in your community. And just being able to help out when you can. There's been a lot of opportunities here lately. <laughs> and so in supporting the community that supports you, is it, it's kind of a, a symbiotic relationship. It's that kind of handshake agreement that, that good business owners have with their community, I imagine. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I've been asking all my guests this, uh, but how did your team manage to navigate through the pandemic? And, and what are some of the lessons that you have taken from it? Oh, I, we, we navigated through it because we were able to adapt. Yeah. Um, luckily for us, barbecue was already a pretty big takeout food. Mm -hmm. So we didn't have any of those challenges of how do we pivot to making all of our food takeout. You know, some of these, some of the other restaurants struggled with that more than we did. Um, for us, it was just about keeping our heads down, keep doing what we were doing. Um, you know, getting support from the community. They came, you know, when we were shut down and no in-person dining, we still had people coming to get to-go food. And, you know, that's a testament to them, like we just, just talked about of, you know, you watch our back, we'll watch yours, we're here for you. And then, you know, we were thankful for all of our customers that were there for us throughout COVID. Um, you know, we didn't have much of a turnover rate. Um, so the my employees really stuck through it with us which was a, a huge blessing for me and and for everybody uh, i gotta ask you terry uh as a as a expert on barbecue what is your go-to plate your personal order downstairs here at rolling smoke barbecue what, what are you taking with you i'm going three meat plate burn ends ribs and hot links okay with collard greens and mac and cheese mm, lunch uh here as we're recording this is about an hour away so i'll be going down there actually uh last week tried your your mac and cheese bowl and had the uh brisket in that so that was absolutely incredible that was a, a new offering that i absolutely appreciate yeah we sell a lot of those up at red rocks yeah that's where that came came from it's it's a great addition and if especially if you're on the go uh, i gotta tell you terry every day my my office overlooks your restaurant and i find myself gazing through the window to your employees as they create this amazing food i, I find myself easily distracted because of rolling smoke barbecue uh, terry, i don't know how you do it working in stanley every day there's <laughs> so much good food around this place oh the aromas are absolutely incredible yeah, i mean we're the 
the uh, the talent in this building is out of this world. Absolutely. Uh, Terry Walsh, owner of Rolling Smoke Barbecue inside of Stanley Marketplace at 2501 Dallas Street. Visit them online at rollingsmokebbq.co. That's rollingsmokebbq.co. You can also check them out on Instagram at rollingsmokebbq. Terry, thank you so much for taking the time today. We definitely David, appreciate thanks for you. having me in. Hey, thank you for listening to the Gateway to the Rockies podcast. Visit Aurora is the official destination marketing organization for the city of Aurora, Colorado, and acts as the primary liaison between media planners and hotel partners. As Aurora's Convention and Visitors Bureau, Visit Aurora's mission is grounded in showcasing Aurora as a premier destination for meetings, business, and leisure travel. Visit Aurora represents more than 75 plus hotel properties with 13,500 plus guest rooms and more than 1 million square feet of meeting space, including Colorado's largest resort, Gaylord Rockies Resort and Convention Center. As Colorado's third largest city, Aurora is located minutes away from Denver International Airport and showcases mountain views, memorable meeting spaces and 250 plus international eateries that offer a unique experience for each and every visitor. As the gateway to the Rockies, Visit Aurora's role in the local community goes beyond marketing the city as a destination. The Visit Aurora team is here to assist you with your Colorado visit from facilitating your meeting, event, or convention to helping you discover local flavor and attractions. Go beyond the boardroom in Aurora, Colorado. For more, visit us at visitaurora.com.